4: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, some 41, 30 seconds to Mars, Owen oh, Two Door Cinema Club.
1: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, RJ Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I have the future. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ Bell.
3: You heard it. I'm RJ, live in Las Vegas, live on a Monday after the Masters, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. AJ Hoffman, few well deserved days off. We got Mackenzie, producer who loves the mic. Oh my <laughs> God, is he? I mean, I don't want to say he makes love to the mic, but effectively, that's what happens. Um, did you get any extra sleep? Thinking yes. You might get a little more mic time. Yes. Well rested, fully well focused. rested. Did you take like any like psychotropics like Latisse or d- uh, various different nutrients to help your synaptical? Just the
2: fish oil. Just the you, y- know, the you fish did oil. a little yeah. extra or just the normal uh, two doses.
3: Okay. Okay. Now here's the thing about Mackenzie. At any time, if we don't like what he's saying. I just play, you know how, like, at the awards show, they'll play him off and it will cover up what he's saying. Now, wh- why is that your theme, Mackenzie? I'm a mulatto. Okay. Oh, I'm a the- mosquito. <laughs> wow. I didn't say the second part, but okay. <laughs> All right. I'm just making sure we got it straight. Sports bettors listen for the money, sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. And the Vegas lead today. And we're going to start with the Lakers because this is. I I would say, and and where I'm going to start in this story is this is a guy that 20 months ago had just won a title. So, how different is sports? You know, in, in Dallas, they won a title, you know, what's it been over 10 years ago now? And their coach was there for, you know, about 10 years. And not, I don't, was there another playoff? I don't think there was another playoff series win, if I'm not mistaken, during that time. But there was about a 10-year kind of margin of error. You know, a little, you got a little bit of wiggle room. You just want a title. Now it's like you win a title. The next season, you have big injuries. Right. So, I mean, you know, and if you think about that Phoenix series, the Lakers lost in the first round last year, uh, you know, AD out for pretty much the whole series. So you lose one of your two best players. Now, which team in the NBA can win a title with their second best? Let's call AD the second best player. What team could win a title in the NBA currently without their second best player? I don't think any. So you had a situation where bad luck. Now, I don't know if Vogel was supposed to somehow dictate the, you know, get on the TB12, AD, and stretch (laughs) and worry about soft tissue injuries because we need you. I mean, by all accounts, as the reporting has gone, the sense has been that when AD came in after that title and wasn't in the best of shape, there was real disappointment from the LeBron camp, from the team itself, the Lakers, and that this guy isn't stepping up. Because last year, this year, should have been the baton handoff, where LeBron's 1A and AD's 1B, and then it flips at some point, maybe imperceptibly, and then they keep trending in the direction they should. Because AD should still be ascending. He should still be going upwards at his age. But there's no sense of that. And I'm not sure how Vogel is at fault for last year. And this year, unless Vogel was the one who was manipulating and making the ultimate decision on Russell Westbrook, it's hard to imagine that that plus the injuries again, how do the Lakers do much better than they did? I mean, you could make the case that having barely a 500 record when AD and LeBron were both on the court in a game doesn't speak so well for anyone. But is it really Vogel's issue? And I know sometimes in sports are scapegoats, but to what end? Who is so dim that they're like, okay, they they got rid of the problem. That you know, (laughs) Lakers. I'm you know. Laker fan XYZ, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling up about things. Uh, why exactly, sir? Well, they got rid of Vogel. He was the issue. No, I don't think... I mean, listen, you can never be surprised at what some people might think. But man, it's such a small minority that would think that. What are they getting? How can you really have a scapegoat if no one believes it? <laughs> right. The theory is a patsy takes the blame. No one's blaming Vogel. Reminds me of the great Letterman line when him and Leno and it was the Conan O'Brien thing, and Jay Leno was saying, I don't I want no one to blame Conan for this. And, and Letterman did like <laughs> 10 minutes saying, No one is blaming Conan. <laughs> but 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 it's like no one is blaming Vogel. So we can try to act like that's what's gonna happen now. He's fired, but it's a scapegoat that no one thinks really was at fault. And I'm not sure what it says about the Lakers, except probably dysfunction, I I think it's fair to say. But I think it says more about the league. I think it says more about society, that you win a title, maybe you'll get one year of safety. But come that second year, you disappoint. Even if it's not your fault, you're gone, baby. I don't know. And it strikes me that Vogel, a defensive-minded coach, had a lot to do with that title cuz the Lakers played really good defense with that in that bubble and when they won it. Don't forget Portland was very hot entering the playoffs in the bubble year and There was, you know, Fezzik right here on this show said, and again, he was on like a sixteen, amazingly, a sixteen-game winning streak, which is, you know, shockingly good, and only happens a couple times a decade to anyone. And then his seventeenth pick was Portland to beat the Lakers in the first round. Well, obviously that, if I recall, that was a sweep, and then the Lakers play, you know, got lucky to play a Miami team in the final. It wasn't a tough road, and you know what? They won the title. Let's give them credit. But there was no sense that the Lakers were some clear favorite that year or that LeBron and AD's dominance is what did it. What did it was a lot of defense. And yeah, AD had a heck of a playoffs. But that I mean Mackenzie, you being an NBA expert would you agree that 2 years ago that Lakers team it's it's named it really
2: w- hung its hat on defense wouldn't you say No doubt and it was number 3 ranked on the season the next year they lost to the Suns in the playoffs they were number 2 This year, bottom five. So, that has been the reversal. Yeah, but do we believe that it's Vogel, or do
3: we believe the scapegoat, or do we believe it's the fact that they got a bunch of guys
2: in their 40s almost that couldn't play D? Definitely the second one. The only player to play more than 56 games was Russell Westbrook. Only Westbrook and LeBron played more than 50 games. So, they're building a defense around Malik Monk guys off their bench that just weren't ready for it. So you're saying that LeBron played the second most games on the roster?
3: Yes. Wow. Wow. Okay. So what happens after the Mavs win a title? Well, they won it in 11, and they were 0 for 6 in the first round after that. So literally zero playoff series victories. And it was about 10 years. And then it was like, okay, maybe, Jason, can. maybe some fresh blood is, is – you know, reasonable now, about a decade. Here, less than 24 months, Vogel's out. To me, that is story one and what it says about the Lakers, what it says about this team, uh, or I'm sorry, the league itself. Now we segue into the blame game because no one can even believe Vogel was the guy who was picking the players. And as it's been reported again and again and again, LeBron was involved heavily in choosing to sign Westbrook. And now, it's so known, it's so deeply reported, they couldn't say, you know, actually, LeBron was on vacation. He had nothing to do with it. (laughs) So, now, what do they have to do? The story is, as it came out over the weekend, the story is that LeBron got a pledge... Uh, there's a lesser-known Nicholson movie, The Pledge, where he, he's a detective and he pledges to a family that had a, a child murdered that he would find the murderer, the perpetrator. Well, in a similar way, the story goes that Westbrook pledged that he would play differently than he's ever played before. Now we all know Westbrook. He is very much introspective. He loves to evolve. With you know, he's he's got you know questionable self confidence. He just goes with the wind. No, no, no. I'm joking about all that. Westbrook, love him or hate him or in between, has been a iconoclast. He's been very staunch and his beliefs. And you know what? His beliefs got him to hundreds of millions of dollars of wealth, Hall of Fame for sure, an MVP. Kind of hard to expect that type of person that has been doubted. Like, almost everyone that thinks that they're at the top of their discipline, no matter what, right? Is 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 Pete Sampras, just pick the person. Serena Williams, everyone when they're 15 that thinks they can be the best in the world is doubted, because there's probably about 500 people thinking that when they're thinking it. And they were, will be one of the couple or handful that's right. Westbrook thought it. Everyone said, nah, and he was right. So now, after being right when so many thought he was wrong... It makes sense that he's going to say, oh, you got an opinion about my game? Fine. I don't care. It kind of makes sense. What doesn't make sense is that he would pledge to change the game that he seems very attached to. But this is one of the, you know, this is the, it's almost like there's a team of script writers in LeBron's camp <laughs> who's like getting ready to make sure the narrative is crafted the best it can be. And you know what? Maybe that's smart. Maybe that's smart, but boy, it sure is transparent that that's what's going on. What do you think? Now, Mackenzie's known, very well known, as a hater of LeBron. Why that is, we haven't quite got to. I I think the psychiatrist says in a month or so we might know. (laughs) Do you have any idea yourself why you hate LeBron?
2: I just I try to call it as I see it and oh, just 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 honesty. I just don't think he's as good as, as other people do.
3: Well, specifically you have him ranked on the all-time list number nine.
2: Yep, that's pretty low, a lot lower than other people. I have him tied with Kobe that's at number awesome. nine. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'll tell
3: you when I want to hear the list. We are Got straight it. out of Vegas, but would you agree that this
2: seems beyond belief? He's the number one PR guy of all time. He's the master at this, and this is very well crafted. I agree. All right. So,
3: you know, something let's do. Let's take our first break. That's a good idea. And when we come back, what we're going to talk about is LeBron and the scoring title. And I got to tell you, I'm going to be pretty hard again. Oh today it was just like all oh, this talk about how everyone was right about Brady. It's like you weren't right. It's like I, it's absurd, but somehow some way and again, there's a skill to this. There's a real sense of I, if I say it this way, no matter what happens, I can act like I was right. It's like a guy who picked let's say there's two teams that can win it. In the preseason, they pick Team A. Right before the postseason, they pick Team B. And guess what? When Team A wins, they say, you know, I should have stuck. You know, My original pick is what I really liked, and that was the team that won. Celebrate me. And then if the other team was, hey, listen, when new information comes in, you have to evolve. And I did, and that was the winner. I mean, maybe it's smart. But it's kind of necessary for me to debunk this. But you know why I'm saying all this now? It's because I was very wrong about LeBron and the scoring title. I'm going to try to understand why, but I am not. I am not going to spin it. hoo We'll be right back. Stay tuned.
1: Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific
0: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be president Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
6: I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words then the heaven's gonna
3: fall. The government runs a business.
6: The government keeps
3: I'm, eight, I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And <laughs> Mackenzie in here, he's, he's rattling off all the things he wants to talk about. It's a, It's pretty, you know, he's excited. Let's just say that. But I think he's got some good stuff. A.J. Hoffman. Well-deserved day off, and it's a great day to join. We are going to be talking. I'm going to be taking my blame when it comes to LeBron, and I was just wrong about the scoring title. So, you're going to hear some of that, and I'm going to kind of bash a little bit those who don't seem to ever be wrong. I I don't like it. I don't like it. This is the fastest-growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audience has doubled in the last year-plus. That's because of you, and you keep making the effort. We'll keep making the effort to deliver the best show we can, a show that you can, even if you're not a batter, you can enjoy. And that's what we pride ourselves on, to let you know something from that Vegas perspective. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app, just search straight out of Vegas, here in Vegas on the Strip. 78 degrees, the neon is flowing. Okay, what did I expect with LeBron James? Because what we saw was a very unusual pattern of playing. And what was that? It was he would play and he would score a bunch of points. More points, more shots than he'd taken in years. Why? Because he was right there in the scoring title mix. Uh Giannis and Bede and him were within tenths of a point for a couple weeks. Now what you gotta know about the NBA awards and, and and champions, in a way, of scoring champion, is there's a minimum number of games that you have to play. Because the theory is, if someone shows up for one game and puts up 35, he shouldn't be the scoring champ, right? So, where is that line at? And LeBron was entering this most recent weekend, this past weekend, LeBron was two games short of that. Now, it's interesting. I've heard two different things, McKenzie. I've heard that they would give him a zero for the games that he wasn't. So, that's interesting. Why don't you look up right now, is LeBron on the list amongst the scoring leaders? Because even with uh, two zero games, he would be right up there. What I heard is they don't do that. Oftentimes, we'll see. What they'll do is say, hey, if you need 30 or um, 52 games... Well, if you have 50, we're going to assume you scored 0 points in the 51st, 0 in the 52nd. That's as bad as you can do and then still give you a chance to, you know, be on the list. That kind of reminds me of a famous and really not well-known story about Stu Unger. So Stu Unger was one of the greatest poker players ever. Was a massive natural talent at poker and but he also had a drug problem. And um, during one of the tournaments in the late 80s, he was the chip leader after like two days in the main event, the poker hold 'em main event. And then he went on a binge, as it's uh, recounted in a book that I read. And he ended up missing the last like two and a half days of the tournament. So he played for two, and I think it ended up being like a four day, four and a half day tournament. But they don't just because you don't show up, they don't like take your chips away. They leave your chips there, and every time the antes or the uh, antes or blinds come around, they just keep taking it off the stack. The dealer will. So he could have shown up after six hours or whatever, would have been blinded off. They call it for six hours, would have been fine. Well, he didn't show up at all. He ended up getting like seventh place. <laughs> he had such a high chip stack that he ended up having seventh place even though he only played two days of like four and a half days. Now, that's talent. Eh? It's, it's also something else. We're straight out of Vegas. So, LeBron could, in
2: theory, and did we find out how that went? Yes. The only exception to the 58-game rule is if they would lead the league. So, being second, you're not thrown onto that list. So, wait a minute. You're saying if he would have won it, even with two
3: zero games, he would have been on the champion?
2: Yes. Can you read me that rule? The only exception to this rule would be at the end of the season, the player would have led the league in the category had he played the required number of games with the current category total. Okay. Okay, it, but then it assume, he would have been the leader with the zeros, is what you're saying still.
3: Okay. Yeah, Boy, if that I, would have been the case, then he would be counted. That's interesting because I saw an AP story in which they said he needed the games and there was no other way. And let's get, hey, if McKenzie's right here, I'm still thinking it's like 70 30. I'm going to give him 70. <laughs> <but> NBA.com. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, let's give him credit and a little hat tip there. So. I thought for sure, and, and what LeBron was doing leading up to this was he would play in a game, take a lot of shots, play 40-some minutes, high usage, and they'd win or lose. And then the next day, oh, aggravated my ankle. He'd miss a game or maybe even two. Then somehow he'd be back. Now, you'd think after missing a game or two, he'd play like 20 minutes. No, 40-some minutes. It's like a guy that's running like a double marathon and then, you know, or doing like two a days and then skipping the next day, then doing two a days again. So, why would he do that? Well, it was because this is a per game scoring champion. It's not total number of points, it's total number of points per game. So, if you go out there and play one minute, well, you've played a game. If you score three points or whatever, then that goes into the mix. But if you don't play at all, You don't get a zero, you get nothing. It's like the game didn't happen. So, in the last five games that he played, he averaged 37.8 points a game. So, almost 38 points a game. That would be a clear career high. By the way, in those five games, he played 41 minutes per game. That would be a career high. So you're telling me when you're missing games intermittently because of injury that somehow, some way, you're going to play the most minutes you've ever played in your career? Doesn't make any sense except for one thing. LeBron wanted the scoring title badly. And you know what? I kind of think he was right. I think everyone like Bill Simmons, who I respect in the NBA greatly— He knows the NBA. He's like, oh, that was beneath him. He shouldn't have worried about that. He's LeBron James. Oh, no, 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 no. Maybe this year, now, it would have been mixed. Some people would have marveled at it. Some would have scoffed at the way he went about it. Probably more scoffing. But here's what I know for sure. In 10 years and in 20 years, and think about it, when it comes time for LeBron to do the last dance, part two, and let's say it's about 20 years into the future, so let's say it's analogous to the way Michael did it, it's hopefully there's not a pandemic, but you know what I'm saying, is, well, one, LeBron, LeBron's going to be 20 years since his career ended or so. Michael's going to be 40. Now, think about what happened 40 years ago. Like like the whole, M, you know, Magic and Larry Bird were in the league in 79-80 about 40 years ago. Go a year before that, and it's like, I don't even, I mean, I you know, I was like you know, seven years old. I don't remember the time when the NBA was on tape delay that we always hear about. I don't remember, it, what was it, the Seattle team? Dennis put, Johnson, Seattle uh, Sonics, yeah. Is that right? Would they play Portland? Yes. Okay. And Walton got hurt or something. I mean, I vaguely remember that, right? It's not, it doesn't, you know, and I'm not a young buck. That's a long time. 40 years, is a long time. Michael's going to be YouTube or whatever it is at the time, 3D virtual reality highlights. Yeah, probably, maybe, but he's going to be that. And you know what they say about Michael to this day? They say, you know something. When he was with Washington, he wasn't the same Michael. But you know what he played the last season? 82 out of 82. He didn't miss a game. These guys today can't play 70 games. It's something you can hang your hat on. And if you really think about it, typically in any debate about who's the best of all time, there's only four or five points made. You know, whatever it is, Bill Russell will. You're going to make a couple of points, three, four, that's it. And I can assure you, for LeBron not being a great scorer in the moment, as in he was just focused on he wasn't. And give him credit for that. He was a team guy most of his career. And even though that the idea that the guy who didn't focus on scoring would be the greatest scorer of all time, which is almost inevitably going to happen, that idea combined with, you know what? When he was almost 40, he won a scoring title. That is, is gonna would have been a hyper compelling argument for LeBron. And we would have been so far from the distance of how he went about it, it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. And I think that when it comes time for that ultimate debate, not having that on his resume, not having a scoring title this late in his career, is actually going to be is gonna be missed if you're in the LeBron camp. McKenzie, what do you think of that? And then we'll ask you what you think of how we were wrong about this weekend.
2: I do think it's something that in 20 years LeBron James's fans, I mean, his his career legacy will 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 it'll be a boon. It'll be a boon to his legacy for sure. A bone or a boon? A boon. <laughs> a, boon.
3: a boon. That's interesting. What's a boon?
2: Uh, Something positive,
3: Okay. a feather in your cap. Okay, kids. Write that down in your thesaurus. (laughs) Boon. It will be a bone, but don't say it like that. Say (laughs) boon. You know, there is a kind of thing. If you can't pronounce a word, you probably shouldn't use it. That seems like a good rule. Yeah, I mean, just generally. That's Mackenzie Rivers, who is the first cousin of Kyle Shanahan. Can you believe that? But he's a mulatto. Is that how you say it? Yes. Wow. I'm confused about all of it, but I believe it because our PIs looked into it. I mean, you know, so now you had a theory that I thought was the best I've heard about why LeBron didn't end up playing these two games that he needed to potentially win the scoring title. What's your theory?
2: Yeah, so LeBron played for the last time on April 1st. Two days later, Joel Embiid scored 44 versus the Cavs, and he actually jumped over him in the points-per-game race. Three out of the last four games Embiid played, he actually scored 40-plus. My theory is that if LeBron, all he had to do was go out there and score his typical 30, he knew he'd get the title, he would definitely have done that. But the fact that he would have to probably go 40, 45-plus to catch up with Embiid made him you know, less inclined to go out and play.
3: Because there was a obvious, palpable, yes, palpable sense of criticism of doing this. The sense was, wait a minute, you don't play against a tough defense, or you don't play against, what was it, the Pelicans, which you needed that win uh, to stay playoff competitive, and then you're going to play against OKC like two nights later? Right. So uh, that narrative, and we were leading the way with it, that narrative already started the negativity. So if you have an 80 percent chance to get the spoils or to have a bone boon to your career, (laughs) then maybe you take the heat now. But as his chances of winning the scoring title went to like 30 percent, let's say, all of a sudden the equation didn't work as well. I, I, that is that what you were trying to say?
2: Yes, he was willing to take that heat which was going to come if he would have gotten the spoils of winning the scoring title. If it was a, even a better than 50/50 chance, I think he would have been out there, but having to go for it, having to, you know, shoot for the moon, it looked the math didn't add up. Yeah, and he didn't get that bone boon. I mean, you know. <laughs> All right,
3: I'll I'll also decipher the some of what Else McKenzie said, and we'll put a wrap on LeBron. All right, we are straight out of Vegas. That's true, McKenzie, isn't it?
2: Everything that I've ever said to you is is public knowledge. <laughs> well, yeah.
3: Well, no, not everything. No. Everything entertaining, right? I mean, you've seen Howard Stern, right? You know, that's you know, that's kind of my guide. Is true. We, tr- we try to show the truth here. True. You know, I'll just
2: keep being honest. You you divulge whatever you need to divulge.
3: Exactly. And you know, and I'll decide if you're honest. <laughs> I mean, you might not be fully honest. Who knows? All right. So listen, I was wrong ultimately about LeBron. I think McKenzie's rationale about why he didn't go for the scoring title makes a ton of sense. And and I think that, in a way, we can all take uh, a hat tip to ourselves. The ones that were saying, this would be wrong, this wouldn't be great, or at least it would be a sign of misplaced priorities. If you care more about the scoring title than making the playoffs, that's not something that we celebrate in this country. And it would have looked like that. If it would have been the case or not, it would have looked like that for sure. LeBron calculated and said no. And what was interesting was we got the famous, uh, you know, I hurt my... um ankle playing on April 1st, and it just really got damaged again. Which, again, we've got the LeBron translation engine, which is really saying, I'm so tough, and I'm such a gamer. I went out on April 1 when I shouldn't have. I won't say it, but the doctor said, don't do it. You could lose that foot. But I did, and that's why, well, we didn't make the playoffs, and why I couldn't go for the scoring title. But if it wasn't for my toughness, I probably would have won the scoring title, and who knows what else? Does that sound right, McKenzie? Yeah, that's a pretty good approximation. OK, when we come back, <laughs> we're going to look at some NBA stories. No, actually, we still got to get to Tiger, don't we? Yeah. And your correct prediction. Oh, listen, if we if we stopped the show for that every time, what would we do? I mean, that'd be all <laughs> we do. So, when we come back, we will do a kind of a recap on the Masters, what we thought of Tiger, how a lot of people did make money off of our recommendations. and. We'll get into some of the NBA stuff that went down on Sunday. But tomorrow, especially, it's going to be a lot about the playing game. Dealing with a dead battery? Head to AutoZone, America's number 1 battery destination. They offer free battery services, like free battery testing and free battery charging. So, next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number 1 battery destination. We are straight out of Vegas. Stay tuned.
1: Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth.
7: Music <laughs>
3: I'm RJ Bell, we are straight out of Vegas, AJ with a one of a few well-deserved days off coming up. And you know, part of you know, radio's a business, and one of the things we do are ad reads. It's great that the show has people that want to advertise on it. But sometimes I get all caught up in the moment and you know it's content, content. Don't worry about the reads. I always let AJ be the bad guy. Well, I've got to do two reads this segment. And you, you think, oh, that doesn't sound fun, RJ. Here's what we're going to do, though. We're letting Mackenzie do one of them. So now I'm probably going to play this music behind him. But it will be very soft. But this will be the most entertaining read you've heard, even better than this one. Dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number 1 battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So, next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution in America's number 1 battery destination. We are straight out of Vegas. Coming up in a few minutes, McKenzie doing that same read. Over, under, for words he stumbles over, 6.5. What do you bet? You betting anything, Mackenzie? I think that's the right
2: number. It's hard to get a bet when the number is correct.
3: (laughs) You know that sometimes that's that's a curse. You know, you get that number right, no one wants to bet it. All right. Speaking of betting, we gave I think some right on advice. I'm hearing how everyone had the tiger would start fast and then slow down, (sighs) but (laughs) we actually had that and we told you how to bet it. And I got a ton of feedback of people that cash both the bets. Our theory was about even money. You bet Tiger to make the cut, which was obviously positive early, first two rounds. And then, you could bet him not to be top 20 after that. And the beauty is, you couldn't lose both bets. Because you can't be top twenty without uh, making the cut, and if you don't make the cut, you can't be top twenty. So it's like we were looking to scoop, as they say, and win both of them. But we would have got vigged out, and and again, not making top twenty, you had to lay like three fifty. So there was different ways you could have bet it, but a lot of and again, he ended up like 46th or something 47th yeah 47 and he made the cut so that was a way that with the with the theory that tiger would do well early and not well late just cuz of fatigue and with you know his body being beat up that was a way to make money on it and a lot of you guys did and we're happy for that i thought it was big news that tiger is um going to play he intends to play the british open and in a way, he's saying, I'm back on the tour. Maybe not full time, likely not full time, but I, if there's a big tournament, I'm gonna be there. To me, that's a big deal. I mean, we're talking tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. And how many years will that be? You know, maybe two, three, four, five more years? Do we really know how good he can be? I don't know. Meaning, on his comeback, I don't think this is as good as it's gonna be. Now, on the other hand, Scotty Scheffler, this is one of the great runs in the history of golf. And this is a guy that literally, like 60 days ago, had zero titles ever. And now he's won four. And if you look at the series of wins, it was one major, one, what's it called, a world gol- golf event?
2: World Golf Championship event.
3: Yeah, yeah. And how many tournaments meet that criteria? I don't have that right now. Uh, okay, okay. You were starting to look at that at like five after, right? Yes. Just haven't found it yet? Are you are <laughs> you a little shook for to do this
2: raid? I've been reading it over several times. Now's the time to do it. Go. Dealing with a dead battery? Head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution and America's number one battery destination. That wasn't fun. <laughs> you hardly made a mistake. I mean, you, you went at
3: one point, but that wasn't. All right. Listen. It wouldn't be funny if we faked it. He was trying. He's always trying. He delivered. Maybe put your head down and look up that world golf. There's four world golf championship events. Oh, okay. So, in a way, it's like four majors, four of this next tier. So, to win one major, one of those, and two other tournaments, in even a season? Is that right? Yeah, even an entire season. In a season. The only people ever to have done that are Tiger
2: Woods and now Scotty Scheffler. And Tiger did it like eight times. Eight times in ten years, from '99 to 2008.
3: So one Tiger, pretty good, and Scheffler underrated right now. PGA Championship odds: he's the third favorite. Rom is the favorite ten to one. Scheffler twelve to one, tied for the second favorite now. It looks like Rory at fourteen to one. Okay, last thing: NBA. I hated the way these teams tanked. And I get it. Playing Brooklyn is tough in the first round. If they get to seven, we don't even know if they're going to get to seven. But I really like what Boston did. And let me pose the following question to you guys. How often does a team that wins a title go around losing games on purpose? And what I always go back to is when the Giants beat the Patriots the undefeated season, the 16th game was against the Giants. And the Giants was locked up in the fifth slot of the wild card, fifth slot in the conference. They had nothing to gain from that game. And one of the great games, ever I've seen in the regular season was the Giants trying to beat the Patriots. And you know what? The Patriots pulled it out, went perfect 16-0. And you know what? I am certain, with everything I know about sports, I'm certain that the Giants wouldn't have won that Super Bowl if they didn't prove to themselves that they were competitive with that Patriots team. And last year, the Clippers are you know messing around, trying to get this slot, avoid Luca. Luca, the these teams just don't do it. A team that tries to lose—I don't know if it's the chicken the egg. I don't know if it's cause they're inclined to lose. They are the types that can't win it, or the kind of teams that win it just don't want to lose. But either way, I think it's not a good sign, and I applaud. Boston for playing hard. We'll be back tomorrow. Hey, we gave you the odds. Next up, the odd
1: couple. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to
0: listen live.